the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You figure out all the buttons to push in there, Mr. Producer? Oh, yeah. Working <laughs> on it. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. My name is Roger Metz and I'm here with my sometimes co-host, <laughs> Yep. Taylor. Hello, everybody. And uh, you are listening to 94.5 WGTK, The Answer, in Greenville, South Carolina. Got some exciting news coming up. I'm not sure exactly when to break this. I'm going to hold off. Oh, boy, what, Just what are you trying week. to break? You know, about... Yeah, that. that. Going, you know, that, that. That. I don't know what you know that, that is. I know, I don't know either. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. We'll figure it out eventually. Anyway, that. That, you can't just keep saying that and pointing. Well, until you can't figure it out. Um, Should I kill your mic so you can no. tell her? <laughs> I'm not going to tell her. She knows what it is. She just can't I think of it. I don't, I don't. But know anyway, we, we'll, we'll hold off on that news. We do have other news, though. Your grades. Oh. My grades. She checked her grades right before we came. Uh-oh. Yes. Oh, uh-oh, Nothing. Do this tell. Do tell. All A's. All A's. Look at you. Look at me. Congratulations. And you worked hard. Proud dad moment here. Have to have to let her have some kudos on the show. Aww. She uh she has worked really, really hard. Take it when you can get it. I know. <laughs> Does it come often? This is rare. I like it. That's because most things are just expected. <laughs> so but you have worked extremely hard. Change. We homeschool. She changed co-ops this year. Much harder co-op. Much harder classes. High school. You know, getting in those upper level high school courses and all. And uh, you done well. All A's. Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. Maybe mom will <laughs> let us play a little more now. Yes. <laughs> Although mom won't let us travel. No, no, she won't. No, gee, she I won't. wonder why. Yeah, well, I'm still recovering. In fact, I'm about to come into a coffin fit here. Let me grab one of my mints here. But, uh, yeah, the last time we took off cross-country, went to Texas, Taylor came back with the flu. I came back with something I just am still dealing with. See there? And, um, yeah, we don't get to travel except during no. breaks and summertime. <laughs> Oops. Got our wings yeah. clipped. <laughs> I was afraid that was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, it was her fault. Okay, listen. It was going to clear us up. We're going to clear us up right now. That's right. At 11 o'clock mm. on that Thursday, I said, Taylor, we can go. We can leave now. We can go get in the car or go back to the hotel or whatever. But no, Taylor wanted to stay and fish in 42 degrees, wind, and rain. Okay. Ah. No. Yeah. No, no, it's no, 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 no. See? No. No. I was going to prove myself. I was going to prove myself. Stubbornness. And it's your fault. But it's not my fault because I had a cold before we went and you still said, <laughs> suck it up, take your medicine, and we'll still go. Yeah, well. So you. When it was okay. 42 and rainy and I give you the opportunity to leave and go get somewhere go. warm. I know, man. Okay. I, 
No, ma'am. Not gonna, that's not going to stand. You were going to talk about what today? Her reason. <laughs> I'm trying to get you back on track here. We'll get on track. All right, we'll see. Her stated reason to me, she does not want to come on off the water until Keith comes quit. Yeah. Okay. So okay, but I mean. Game, if, set, match. Let's move on. But you're the one who nope, took me out in the first oh, place. Oh, yeah. That's because you wanted to go. I did want to go. Okay. But, you know, I was sick. And, you know, like, logical <sighs> you reason sick when we left. to not go somewhere. Didn't you say something earlier about when we had arguments? We, like, back, forth, and yeah. it was over with. Who's continuing in this one? Okay. Uh, never mind. Good. Thank <laughs> okay. you. We got it. Conclusion. Reach. So congratulations on the, congratulations on the great. Thank you. That's, that's really cool. What's really bad is when you come in the studio and the Hallmark Channel is playing up here. Paul, won't you do something about that next time? Uh, you get, you got a button. Uh, you got a remote. <laughs> I found a remote. A yeah. I got a button. I don't have it on in here. I can tell you that. <laughs> Oh, and if you're if you're out there, you're a football fan. Today is the what the 114th Army Navy game, something like that. If you, if you get a moment, whether it's during the game or Hallmark, CBS put on a a great video. It's about five minutes long. That's why I didn't play it on here. But it it goes back and looks not that it goes back and looks. It goes back and gives a history of of. And over a century of people getting the invitation to go to the U.S. Naval Academy or, or to the, you know, and, and it goes through their parents and it has some of the current parents on there talking about, and it says, it says for the first time, for the only time every year, both teams on the field would die for all the spectators in the state or something like that. It was really cool. So if you even have a chance, check it out. CBS has a video on it. Uh, actually, I have that on in here, and the president is there. Yes, yes. He was in both. Uh, he went and visited the Army locker room and the Navy locker room before the game came on. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching him right now, literally. Okay, well, you can give us updates. I can, or I'll <laughs> come in there and change the channel. Well, I don't know that I can get it in here. Oh, you Okay, could. break time. We'll figure that out. Gosh, this show is really taking Do you have calendar of events or anything? <laughs> I do. Let's let's go there. Holy smoke! I'm gonna let Paul run the show for now and keep us keep the two of us from wasting time. I don't okay. think y'all need me here. We do, because <clears throat> if I start coughing, you're gonna have to carry it on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we do have a short calendar of events uh, brought to you by Vincent Anderson Green Pond Landing. Where there right now, there are six guys out fishing Lake Hartwell, and I think one of them goes to the Classic. I think this is the Bass Team Championship, and of course, I was. Not gonna go. I just uh, not in the wind and the rain and the cold. It was. It's been a hard. It's been hard staying inside, and not going and doing something this week. But I'm. I'm thinking about got it. Okay. Anyway, coming January the 18th, and this is like the fifth or sixth one they've had. The Hadrill Point Fishing Expo 2020, January 18th in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, it's at the Omar Shrine Temple there in Mount Pleasant. It's uh. Eight to three on the eighteenth. So it's just one day this year. Um it's a, oh it's a two day event. Okay, there you go. Best of the best all in one room and it's apparel and fishing tackle and boats and all sorts of stuff. So uh and and, and part of the proceeds go to ben, benefit Coastal Conservation Alliance. <coughs> Association of South Carolina. So CTA South Carolina gets get the uh gets the profit. So that's again that's Hadrill's Point Fishing Expo. Um 18th and 19th of January. 
And you've got something for us from the National Wild Turkey Federation. I do. This is from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's a fun family weekend event. It's January 24th through the 26th. You get there on Friday. Where is it? On It's Hickory Knob State Park or State Resort Park yes. in Cormac, South Carolina. Yes. You get there on Friday and you leave on Sunday. And it's got all sorts of, you've got Jake's event, ladies only event. Still target competition, skeet shooting, oysters, awards dinner, and dance. That looks like pretty fun. If you want to get tickets, go to events.nwtf.org. There you go. National Wild Ticket Federation, South Carolina. Okay, and then the last one is uh, is a pretty cool one on February the 1st in Huger, South Carolina. It's the Francis Marion National Forest Cleanup. Uh, ongoing cleanup efforts can make a difference. Join us for the 13th annual Francis Marion National Forest Cleanup, Saturday, February the 1st from 9 to 12. Uh, volunteers should meet at the U.S. Forest Service office in Huger. And volunteers are encouraged to wear long pants, long sleeve shirts, and sturdy shoes. Gloves, bags, and vests will be provided. Weather appropriate. Outerwear is recommended. Lunch will be served to all volunteers and staff. And um, actually, this is going through Palmetto Pride. So if you want more information, contact Palmetto Pride. They've got all your details. And this is <clears throat> the kind of winding things down for the year. Uh, both guest-wise and, and subjects and stuff like that, trying to figure out what to talk about this year and what to put off till next year. And so the, the calendar of events next year, I mean, we're going to do a whole show on just some of the big things that are going on in South Carolina. We've got, oh, gosh, we got a lot. If you, if you want to stay busy in South Carolina next year, it, stay tuned here because we'll keep you busy with the calendar of events. <clears throat> and... Uh, but yeah, we come back. We're going to talk about uh, the recent horse attacks in Greenville County, Spartanburg County, that uh, SLED and Department of Natural Resources said have been attributed to pigs. So hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. <laughs> wow, you can tell it's it's like it's like my. Jordan tells me, my kids have stopped listening to me. They have left for Christmas vacation. <laughs> that is the show today. We have already checked out for Christmas vacation, folks, <laughs> on both sides of the glass. <laughs> uh, yeah. We yeah. have. We, um, sorry. I'm watching <laughs> watching, watching the football game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I shouldn't right. put a TV in here. No, they shouldn't. And now you've got it turned on in here, so we're going to watch it here. Uh, <laughs> so should we do play-by-play of what's happening? No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> All right. Then let's talk about woods, water, yeah, outdoors, outdoors yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. We got some stuff like that. So anyway, we, uh, big, big, one of the big topics or, or, or things that's been going on is the recent horse attacks. Or, you know, we, okay, mm. now, and we throw out up front, we're going to throw out the horse that got shot. Yes, there will have been two horses. Two horses got shot. One in Pickens County and one in Greenwood County. All right, throw those out of the mix. We're not talking about those because those are both still under investigation by SLED. Yes. And probably Greenville Sheriff's Office and all. Uh, But there's been a big, there's still a big debate on, uh, and I know this because of both some Facebook groups, and, and Taylor, you know this because you talked to some horse people the other night. Yep. And up in the Tryon area. I did. One of your friends is 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 does she she boards horses and all up in that she, area? She used to board horses and she has two of her own. Okay. And they were talking about having to keep their horses up in the barn. Okay. And in the backfield. Okay. And so I uh, 
assign my co-host to to uh, research it and and bring it to us. So, yeah. I'm take it away. Okay. Well, this when I first heard about it, I was on the wrong side of <laughs> of the argument. I didn't know the to the extent of having my own opinion of this. Yeah. Until I read these articles. And that, and, that, and most people have just seen the headlines. Yes. Horses attack, horse attack investigating sleds brought in. Uh, then you get the, the release, I guess the last one that says what? Well, there have been five incidents in the past four weeks. And this, this article was released December 12th. So this was, this is fairly new. Um, let's see. What's the headline? Sled releases photo evidence and other classification. Classification. Clarification. Clarification on recent <laughs> horse attacks. Yeah, I've checked out for Christmas break too. Um, say wild boars. Yeah, always. <laughs> I, I promise y'all I'm smart. Um, say wild boars were behind the attacks. So. And that right there, the wild boars behind the attacks is the issue. Yes. You've got, I mean, there's two sides of the argument. People are thinking there's somebody going around with a hunting knife because the first attack when the owner brought her horse to the vet, the vet said this had to have been done by something metal. Sharp. Sharp. Right. And another text was said that the owner said herself that it looked like it had been, been done by a hunting knife. So there are people on both sides. Either you've got people that think it's wild boars because there have been sightings, which we'll get to later, and you've got people thinking... Somebody going out, somebody's going out with a knife. Sure. But they are referring back to the two horses that were shot. Okay. The people on the side that think it's a knife. Okay. All right. So. Roll on. <laughs> so this issue did involve the Greenwood County Sheriff's Office, Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office, Spartanburg County Environmental Enforcement Division, and Polk County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina because some of these issues have come up. Like by the state line of North Carolina, South Carolina. Okay. Um, it says animal at at certain certain incidents at the site. There have been tracks with hogs. There have been where they've torn up the area. There have been places where they found hogs scat. So you have you have proof that hogs have been in the area. But like you said. They, they've been around for a while, but you just have to realize you have to take into all account of where the injuries are. And that's where we get to most of these injuries were on the back legs of the horses or okay. under the belly. Okay. Plus the one that uh, – and part of this, you know, they came out with the article maybe a week ago saying, you know, hogs are the blame and, and all. they got a bunch of – Blowback and all, and, and questions, and SLED actually went and released video and photographic evidence from the scene. And actually, one of the videos shows a, a, big, a, a big boar on one side of the fence and a horse on the other side of the fence, and the horse has got his head across like he's, you know, sniffing the hog or whatever. And that's the horse that got slashed on the muzzle. It is, yes. There is a very long gash on the right side of the horse's muzzle, which then brings, you know, how does a hog get up there? Horse lowers his head. <laughs> but then where's the fight or flight that the horses have? Well, I mean, I'm sure once you get slashed by a hog, you get the flight part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but horses are kind of inquisitive. They are. 
They are. Okay, keep them up. Yeah. So one hog was killed in Spartanburg County. Um, it was between 250 and 400 pounds. It's a big big boar. And if you look at the picture, if you go look at that article, and it's um, it's Fox 21, right? WHNS, I think, was the source of that. Um, you can see that pig that's standing there on the other side of the fence from the horse. That's a big, big pig. Yeah, very, very big. One of the other issues that you had, and we'll, we'll go there, is is the slash. You know, the knife and all. And I had to explain to you, and I know this not because we have pigs around where we hunt or anything, but simply because I've spent so much time in the low country with some of our friends down there, and they have pigs all over the place. And then, you know, we've we've had Dr. Kurt Vakotteran on the on the show. He's the APHIS USDA guy from Colorado Springs who's head of the feral swine program. Uh, but pigs, especially the boars, have what are called cutters. They're top and bottom. They're um, <laughs> they're not fangs, but they're 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 you know tusks, mm-hmm. and they they sharpen each other. They they grow mm-hmm. to where when the boar is open and closes his mouth, those things are actually sharpening each other, and so you get something that's akin to a knife. I mean, it it's why people that run hogs with dogs, their dogs have like uh, <laughs> you know bulletproof vests on, mm-hmm. for la- lack of a different word. To protect them from the tusks and the of a hog, so yeah, well, you know that that is also true, and that's where people need you know take everything into account, and that's where I mean, sheriff's office came out and said they can't say a boar is responsible for every attack, but the size, height, and injuries match what could what a boar could cause, so. We have a timeline that was obtained by Fox Carolina, and these attacks happened mid-October to mid-November. Um, the first attack was in Greenville County. Um, the owner did take the horse to the veterinarian, which is where we have a direct quote from the vet that said, injury was clean, cut, and caused by metal, potentially a machete or knife. And then went on to say that after looking further into the injuries, said that there have been cases where she has seen a hog cause injuries like this, so she could not prove it was caused by a knife. Um, The next attack happened on Halloween um, in Greenville County again. Um, Let's see here. The horse was found in the middle blocking traffic on Highway 101, and the person that had brought the horse back to the owner said she was spooked, and I found the injury. And it was on the horse's back. Which is a little odd. It, it is a little odd. Um, and then went on to see that there was clean cuts also found on the animal, too. Okay. Um, it said that they were looking at the fence. The horse did not cut itself from the fence, but saw that another animal had tried to get through. Okay. The third report was on November 7th in Greenville County. Um it, attacked, it involved two horses. Um, one suffered injury to lower right leg, and the other suffered injuries to both their rear legs. So that, a little closer to a hog's height. Um, and would be part of your fight or flight. Yep. Um, then they took, the, the owner took the horse back to the same vet that the first horse was taken to. And said that basically said the same thing. It was cut with a sharp object, 
but there was no proof of what it could be. They went back to the site where they found the two horses. There was wild hog scat in the horse pasture and rooting marks that consisted with a hog. <laughs> and I they found you, I showed scat. you a picture of rooting. Yeah. It looks like a tiller went through <laughs> It looks there. like it took a turn plow and went through a field. <laughs> it it just, they just roll it over. Um, and then the fourth case was on November 11th, and it was also in Greenville County. Um, this was a little, this was a little different because the owner said that the horse has been missing for two days, but this was one of the horses that, this is one of the horses that was involved with the gun shooting. Okay. But those were the incidents that had happened in that amount of time. Um, there was a hog killed. It was a grandson that went out into his grandmother's field and saw a hog chasing his horse. The chasing horses. the horse. He shot it was 500 pounds. That's a big pig. It's a very big pig. So what's your conclusion here? What do you think? Because yesterday you were. <laughs> this is no way this could be a pig. So if you've got if you've got Greenville County, all the others you got. South, uh, the law enforcement division, you got Department of Natural Resources involved, yeah. and everybody comes back and says, these are pigs, you've got tracks, you've got rooting, you've got a pig that's killed chasing horses. What do I, you think? I agree, it's hogs. <laughs> I do. I think we had to push past the other two separate incidents with shootings. shootings. Yes. Um, but with that result, DNR has now released special permits that have yet to be determined. We don't we don't know what these permits will be, but they are going to have special permits for hog hunting in the upstate. So, which up till now you've been able to hunt hogs pretty much at night, year round, yeah. whatever. It's just on U.S. Forest Service land or our national forest. You can't hunt pigs until a certain time. So, well, good. Everybody, you learned something. I learned mm-hmm. something. Hopefully, the people listening, especially here in the upstate who are close to all yep. this, have a little more information. I encourage you to, to look for yourselves on some of these articles and all. It's all out there. Uh, but when you when you start putting together, you know, the where the wounds are happening, you know, pigs do have tusks. You have a, a limited number of attacks. And after these couple of pigs are dead, you haven't had any more. So, and all this to say, just don't jump to conclusions. When you hear that... It, you know, something that might not sound like it, you know, works. Do some research because it does work. Yep. Cool. All right. What do we have next time? <clears throat> Actually, we got we've got some. Since we're talking about pigs, we've got more pigs. We got we got a little <laughs> bit more pig stuff for you, and then we'll get out of the slop. And are you saying we're gonna pig out? <laughs> no, we're not gonna pig out. Although oh, we might puns. smoke one. Oh, the pun. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, hang on through the break. Woods and water on the other side. <laughs> Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Gonna just a little bit more, a little bit more on pigs because they're wow, they're a nuisance, and they carry disease and also if you are, if you're interested in. You know, going pig hunting or, or, or controlling pigs on your property or something. There's just a few things. And this is, uh, this is all put about the USDA, APHIS and all. Um, wear protective gear while hunting and butchering. Wear eye protection. 
Uh, wear rubber gloves when handling carcasses, carcasses. Wear boots and other clothes footwear that can be disinfected. Clean gloves and boots with a disinfectant such as diluted bleach solution after you're finished. Number two, use safe field dressing methods. Don't approach and handle dead animals or animals that look sick. Prepare game in a well-ventilated area with plenty of fresh air, such as outdoors or in a room with open windows. Do not eat, drink, smoke, or dip tobacco while dressing your game. Use clean, sharp knives for field dressing and butchering. Make sure that you have enough lighting to see properly. Slow down. Watch your hands and take time to make clean cuts. Clean all tools and surfaces that come in contact with the carcass with a disinfectant, such as diluted bleach. Wash your hands with soap and warm water for at least 20 seconds and dry them with a clean cloth after dressing. Uh, clean any cuts or scratches with soap and warm water. Treat with antiseptic and cover with a bandage. Uh, check with your state hunting agency for proper disposal of field-dressed waste, uh, paper products, animal carcasses, tissues, etc. Number three, avoid direct con- contact with swine. Adults and children should not touch carcass without with, or with bare hands. And children should be kept at a safe distance away from the field dressing site to reduce the risk of being splashed with bodily fluids. Dogs can also become sick. These diseases can then spread from dogs to humans. Uh, Bruciolus, which is, yeah. Don't let your dog eat raw meat. Um, Watch for signs of illness, swollen glands. You know, contact your veterinarian with any questions if you have pets. Uh, cook your meat thoroughly and follow food safety tips. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before and after preparing the meat. Clean surfaces with hot soapy water. Separate raw green meat from cooked game meat and other foods. Chill raw and cook game meat immediately. Uh, cook game meat to an internal temperature of 160 is measured with a food thermometer. And um, freezing, smoking, drying, and pickling do not kill bacteria that cause brucellosis. <laughs> For more information, uh, you can go to foodsafety.gov. And now we're done with pigs. Although, there there was an interesting thing when, when Kurt Verkaterin was on with me, and that was back in January of 18. Uh, Dr. Kurt Verkaterin out of uh, Colorado Springs, the USDA APHIS headquarters out there. He, uh, at that time, they were testing a, a salt form of a pig pill, I guess you would say, to control the population. And uh, when I was down at CIFA, we had an update on that and <clears throat> because they had they had done st- surveys on the feeders in Georgia and in South Carolina that where the test areas were about what could get into the feeders and stuff like that. And they they kind of got it right, but they had some Problems with the enscapulation of the salt. In other words, you got to make it taste good for a pig to eat it. And that deteriorated over time when it was in the feeder. Uh, they found out that bears would rip open the top of the feeder to get in the feeder and not go through the door. Uh, so you had some problems there. Uh, and, and they're, they're back to the drawing board on the feeder part of it. Hopefully they'll, they'll have some success there with an over the counter. Because essentially Missouri, Texas are two of the big ones have pretty much said we've lost the battle with, with, uh, feral pigs that they just, you can't shoot any. I think you have to shoot somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 or 80% of the current population just to stay current. And pigs are one of those animals that can reproduce faster. <clears throat> in other words, have more litters and bigger litters when their population is uh, in distress. 
which is unlike coyotes. A lot of people like to say coyotes, oh, well, they'll have, you know, they're, they're the same way. They'll have more litters and all that. That's wrong. Coyotes can only have, only have one litter, litter a year. Now, they can't have, on average, it's, uh, four to six pups per litter. They can have like six to eight or eight to ten. So they can't increase litter size, but they still, coyotes only, only pup once a year. And that's in April or so. But yeah, pigs are a big problem and they're going to be a problem <clears throat> until feral swine wipes them out. And that's and in some conversations that I've heard and been involved in. And that's one of the things they're looking at is that the population gets so big and it, that a big, a big uh, occurrence of feral swine will kind of knock them back down again. And who knows, but pigs are a problem. Uh, <laughs> as we, and this is a hot topic. This might get some people mad, but it's, uh, you get this question every year in deer hunting. And I guess I want to go there. Yeah, we'll go there. Why not? <laughs> let's just jump into it. Um, no, let's don't. Let's first of all, okay. I almost forgot about this. Who likes Carhartt? Does anybody like Carhartt? Everybody likes Carhartt. Uh, visit Anderson. Neil Pollitt Visit Anderson gives me these Carhartt cards every year, and I have a Carhartt card with a 50% discount code on it. Uh, Paul's not in the studio, so <laughs> Mr. Producer, we're, we're, yes, sir. I, I'm going to do a giveaway here. <laughs> Mr. Producer, sir. You ready? All right. What okay. do you need? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> just talking to Angela. I know. Yeah. Um, just man the phones here. Okay. In, in case somebody calls in. All right. Well, let me undo them because okay. they were locked. Okay. Well, now not, they're not locked. Now they're not locked. See, I'm glad I got you in this. Yeah. All right. If you like Carhartt clothes, this is a 50% off angler's discount. It's good through the end of the year. In other words, you buy $500 worth of stuff online, it costs you 250 plus tax. So it's a good deal. If you want it, 877-235-9405. 877-235-9405. This is compliments of Visit Anderson. It is a 50% off Carhartt discount card. If you want it, call in now. And the uh, first caller, it's yours. We don't play favorites. <laughs> first one of the phones, a winner. If you're not first, you're last, as Ricky Bobby would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's Carhartt card. I didn't like that movie. I did. 877-235-9405. Call in and you can have this Carhartt card and treat yourself to some Christmas stuff. All right, to bait or not to bait, the impact of supplemental feeding on deer habitat and behavior. Because every year in, in deer hunting groups um, and all, you get the question, I, my deer quit coming out. My deer are nocturnal. My deer are, are this or that. Why am I not seeing deer? Gosh, I probably should have brought more Carhartt cards, but I only had the one. <laughs> Holy smoke. Okay. Well, the <laughs> Uh, we got we've got a winner, everybody. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, appreciate it. We're gonna do what we're gonna. I'm never gonna get the story. Let me tell you, we're gonna do Christmas in January. We're gonna wait until Christmas is over, and we're gonna do Christmas in January on the show. I've got some rods. I've got some fishing tackle. I'm getting some more stuff together, and, and we're gonna have a woods and water South Carolina Christmas in January. During January when I'm live, and uh, so everybody likes Christmas. Everybody likes Christmas, so we're gonna. But I appreciate every Mark from Anderson. Hey, put him on. 
He's a brave guy. Mark, yes, you're there. Sir. Yes, I love Carhartt. That's, <laughs> that's the magic word, right? I have never heard anybody say I don't love Carhartt. No, no, I'm not going to be your first either. <laughs> no, sir, you're not. You're not. Uh, what do you? What do you? Okay, do you like the fishing side? Do you like the hunting side? Or do you just like Carhartt stuff? I'm a handyman, so I like something I can wear and do the rough stuff. See, and that's what I get from everybody. If they don't like the fish and hunting, I love their pants. I love their coats. They're just indestructible and stuff like that. So, all right. It, um, well, Mark from Anderson, you have a Carhartt discount card. If I it did, uh, yeah. So, Merry Christmas. Do we have his phone Happy number? Happy New Year. <laughs> No, you I have the you, phone number taken a picture of on my phone. Okay, no, you have to use this before New Year's, but Happy New Year's too. <laughs> no, no, no man, that's cool. But I'll, I'll go with I'll go with it. I'll go with it. There you it. go. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take. A, I'm at Tractor Supply right now, so oh. I, I could use it like as we speak. No, no, it's it's online only. You, what this is online, right. so go online, order it, and then when you get to the end, it'll say you know enter your discount code or whatever, and this is it. And I don't think this one. No, I had I had somebody the other day. One had an L in it, and they were using it as a one, and it wouldn't take it. So this has a one in it, but no L. So you should be good. But I'll um I, when I get off the air today, I'll take a picture of it and I'll text it to you. And uh, Merry Christmas from Woods and Water, South Carolina, and visit Anderson. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Have a great Christmas. Same same to you, Mark. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All right, bye bye. Yep. See. Everybody loves Carhartt. Everybody loves Carhartt. Thank you for everybody that's out there that was listening. I'm sorry. I, next year I will have more. I, I promise you next year I will not come to the studio with one Carhartt card. In, in other words, the one you gave away is the only one today. It's the only one I have. Yeah, it's the only one I have to give away, period. So, sorry about that. Gosh, I didn't know. <laughs> going to have multiple screens of people still calling in. I appreciate everybody yeah. listening. Thank I think you. we need to take a break. I just looked to see what the clock said. Well, I think we do, too. Okay, well, let's take a break. Are you ready to take a break? Yeah, there's the music. There's the music. Auto- okay. auto- automatically. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on through. We're going to get to this, maybe. All right. Well, hang on through the break. Get back with more Woods and Water South on the other side. You'd think from this show we've been hitting the champagne long before now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's been a different day. It's been a good day. I've had a good time. It has been fun. It's been fun, and that's what it ought to be. That's what this show has always been for me. It's just a a bundle of fun. Um, More days. I think she's having her own fun over there by herself. It's the blonde thing. It's your article. I have a blonde at home. I know. Is it called debate or not debate? Yeah. Yeah, debate or not debate. Go go ahead. I was going to cover some housekeeping right here right quick. Um, Don't often say this, but we're all over social media. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, I do have a Twitter account. I I don't know what my Twitter handle is. (laughs) I have to get better at that. But it's Woods and Water SC uh, on Facebook, Woods and Water SC Radio on on, uh, Instagram. And Taylor is now... On Facebook. I am. Taylor yeah, M. I thought I saw something. Yes. Yeah. Taylor M. Outdoors. We're not doing a personal page. You know, it, it's we're, it's it's simply a, a business page for her. 
um, because she, as she continues to <clears throat> grow in the outdoor industry or, or whatever she's going to do with it. I don't you know call it building your brand. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah, that's she what is. it's called. So what is it, Taylor? It's If you follow me on Instagram, it's Taylor M. Outdoors. It is the same on Facebook. Taylor Taylor M. M. Outdoors. Outdoors. And uh, it's pretty cool because Shimano was started, besides the videos, Shimano has started running some of the pictures and of the SLX series. And, and they've, re- they've really done a cool thing. They have started taking quotes. Yes. They will ask, I mean, me and my partner, Lawson Tillman, till, he got his own post for his DC, and he they use a direct quote from him. Yep. And I got to do my quote about the XT. So yep. I like that touch they put on it to make mm-hmm. it a little more personable. Yep. So, um, and Stanley Jiggs has done a lot of the stuff with what we did in Texas with him. So it's pretty cool. But anyway, if you want to follow us on social media and whatever, yeah, okay. <laughs> I enjoy the I enjoy the face. It's easy. Uh, the, the 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 website's the thing that kills me, and I've got to get much better at that. All right, <laughs> to bait or not to bait the impacts of supplemental feeding on deer habitat and behavior. And this is uh this is actually from 2016. What? Keep going. Oh, you just won't get to that today. You've had your time in the limelight. We'll get to the MLF stuff later. Um, and this is simply because you get a lot of questions. A lot of questions about baiting and its effect on deer and all. So few issues arouse passions among hunters and wildlife managers quite so acutely as supplemental feeding. Here in the South Carolina, we call it baiting. Uh, we're not talking in-season baiting here or even cultivated food plots. Rather, the practice of setting out food or minerals that are not natural to the environment for the purpose of carrying over more wildlife to the next hunting season. And in here, we're talking about it in hunting season. So what's the right balance? Uh, do we prohibit all supplemental feeding? as some states do, uh, allow it year-round, as some states do, or to meet in the middle and allow supple feed, supplemental feeding only during certain times of the year? It's a, it's a question. <clears throat> deer movements. This is the part that gets a lot of people here. The presence of supplemental feed during both the hunting season and off-season can have an impact on how deer move throughout their environment. One of the most consistent findings is that when supplemental food is available to deer, there is a documented shift from crepuscular to nocturnal activity patterns. A crepuscular act, I guess that's right, C-R-E-P-U-S-C-U-L-A-R. Close enough for me. Okay. A crepuscular activity pattern is when an animal is most active at dawn and dusk, while a nocturnal animal is most active at night. Deer are primarily dawn and dusk movers. It is, you know, since I've been deer hunting since I was six or seven or eight years old, whenever I started, it's been you need to be there 30 minutes before sunrise. No, an hour oh. before sunrise. You need 30 minutes before dawn. Okay. Until nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, and then you get in there a couple hours for, and it, it's those it's those moments when <clears> it's light, the sun's not up, or the sun hasn't set yet. That's that's the magic moments. Um, and that's when most people hunt. Not only have deer been documented becoming more nocturnal after exposure to supplemental feed, they also become less dependent on daytime foraging intended to decrease daytime activity overall as the hunting season progresses. And this is not just somebody's opinion. These are studies. Because in the back of this article, they give all the references to all these all these um, statements they're making here. From all these studies from all over 
uh, many of the research doctors and, and students and universities and all that. So, so why is this important to know? Shooting hours are typically a half an hour before sunrise to sunset. That's not right. It's actually an hour. Well, that's right. It is. Okay. If the deer are becoming more nocturnal when provided with supplemental food, it then creates fewer opportunities for sportsmen to harvest deer. Not only that, but if you prefer a rifle to a bow, you're typically hunting later in the season where deer with access to supplemental feed may become less active during the day. Home ranges. Recent research has shown that bucks with access to supplemental feed during the off-season, post-hunting seasons, did not have statistically different home range sizes. However, their home ranges were slightly smaller. The size of buck core areas did not change whether they had supplemental feeding or not. Similar, similar results were found for does. However, one of the two studies provided supplemental food throughout a one-year period, and the study and that study found that does on supplemental feed used a smaller core area. Other studies documented that when provided with supplemental feed during fall winter periods, deer home ranges tend to overlap more than those with access to only natural food sources. This suggests that even if bucks have an ample supply of food, other behavioral needs like finding does may cause bucks to periodically venture away from the supplemental feed site. Does are typically sought out by bucks, so they have limited need to stray far from the supplemental food supply, which is why their core area is much smaller. Uh, in the study that's Garner's work indicates that deer may be homing, owning, honing in, and in on an alternative food source, or they may be more willing to congregate in the same area to access a food resource. Impacts on habitat. Does supplemental feeding does supplemental feeding cause more adverse impacts to habitat? In a study conducted by Cooper et al. in 2006, researchers placed plant species around food stations and found that those plants were browsed more heavily than those placed in areas where there were no feed stations. In addition, saplings that were placed closer to the feeding station were utilized by deer more than those that were placed further away. These findings agree with previous studies that showed that deer habituated to feed sites visit the location more frequently than normal. And while at the food station, they will feed on the surrounding vegetation. This results in a local degradation of habitat. The local degradation can result in an increase of less desirable or non-native plants as deer reduce the competitive ability of native plants. To reduce the negative impacts of supplemental feeding, it may be a good idea to periodically move the location of these stations so that the surrounding habitat can recuperate from intense browse pressure. And this is just one of a myriad of articles on feeding and baiting, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're, to this date, still don't have a feeder. We will periodically throw out some corn <laughs> in random locations. It's almost like you're forced into it. When your neighbors are, are have corn feeders going off morning and evening, uh, it's not pulling my does. Mm-hmm. I think in the places that we hunt, does their home ranges, we, we have enough natural browse. And I tell you one thing this year. Here, here's a nugget for you. <laughs> Quit laughing. You haven't seen them. I have planted all sorts of things over my life, both for in for quail or for doves or for deer or for general wildlife. This year, I bought a bag of oats, oats or wheat, wheat from. Watermaker Seed Company, down in St. Matthews, South Carolina. 
And, of course, we had the six-week drought where nothing grew. Well, I planted this stuff right before the drought hit because there was a hurricane in town, and we got nothing to rain that was predicted, so my stuff burned up. Well, I had about 30 pounds left over, and after the six-week drought, when the first rain came, I took a day off. I went, and I planted here, there, and it came up great. It did. Yep, it really looks that. good. And let me tell you something. Even while acorns were dropping from my white oak trees, I had deer in those food plots grazing. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking browsing where they nip and walk and nip and walk. I'm talking sitting there, standing there in one location, eating for 15, 20, 30 minutes. So we may we may have stumbled into something here. At least our deer love Wanamaker wheat. Mm-hmm. And he's got some sun hemp in there. I'm gonna try next year. He's got some some soybeans. <clears throat> so I'm gonna next year. It's gonna be an all Wanamaker seed planting. We've got we've been working for a week or two now on uh, a plan for next year. What we want to do. Uh, we're doing some timber management, and we're gonna. It's uh, it's exciting. It's fun. It is. Things are gonna change. We just need to get. We just need to fill a tag this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotten to where I saw a deer on the side of the road the other day, and I started shaking. I was like, mm, this is bad. We both missed this year. Yep, we both have missed. I missed with a bow early in the year, and you missed later on. But now, hey, you're out of school. I am. We have until January the 1st. We have youth day on January the 4th. So we're going to hit the woods a lot here in the next three weeks. Yep. And it's going to be some... It, this is some of the most fun time we have is when we're it off is. on these little <laughs> overnights true. to go deer hunting and all. What happens at deer camp stays at deer camp. That's right. <laughs> all junk food consumed at deer camp does not get talked about at all. Funyuns and Coke. Except on the radio. Funyuns and Coke, but not Funyuns. Wise onion Wise. rings. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. man. There is, a, there is a world of difference between Funyuns and Wise onion rings. Wise onion rings you can only find at Bilo, and they're $2 a bag in case you're interested. And they don't have them everywhere. There's like two that I know of that have them. Boy, it's a good thing this show's about over. <laughs> Why? I could go on for a little while longer. Oh, well, at least you didn't cough. No, I didn't cough. But start there you go. A, start making a Venn diagram of like, you know, wise onion rings. That's right. Here's where you can find them. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We will uh, be back with more next week, and then it'll be 2020. So until then, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget that camera. We'll see you next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina.